What's up, y'all? Welcome to episode Walter Payton of Shoebody Sports. That's episode 34 for you folks keeping up at home. And as I do that, I say I get my microphone cord caught up under the chair there. That's awesome. Fantastic start. But Fantastic. Yeah. There was an NBA Finals Game 5 last night. We'll get to that in a moment. It was a, kind of a big game. I don't know if any of you noticed, but quick plug for our sponsor ladies and gentlemen we are sponsored by rhino races rhino races is the premier virtual race series it's a virtual race series that offers five different races a 5k a 10k a half marathon a marathon and the rhino ultra which is a an ultra marathon like challenge unlike no other out there visit rhinoraces.com to register for one or all of those races and uh also check out their gear section while you're there they got t-shirts decals wristbands and more you can sign up today register online and run your race at your convenience track it with your fitness app take a screenshot of your results uh submit proof there of completion on the rhino races website and they'll ship you your award by mail free shipping by the way on all races so uh, check that out today rhinoraces.com and shoebody sports we you can listen to us on spotify apple and google Podcasts, the wisdom app check us out on youtube subscribe to the youtube channel and you can follow us on twitter at shoebooty sports send us all your hate mail like our tweets all that stuff hate tweets i guess not really hate mail but okay nba finals game five golden state goes up three two in the series and last night boston could not have had a worse start came out all kinds of flat to start the game of course they were in san francisco but still you would think boston would play with a little more urgency than they did but they did not i think they were over they missed their first 12 three-point shots i don't think they made a three in the first half actually i'm not certain of that but they then they came out and made like their first eight in the in the second half had a huge third quarter but yeah they just couldn't uh, they just couldn't keep that momentum going into the fourth but they clearly made it a point to not let Steph beat them. Steph had an all-time performance, a series-saving performance in Game 4. It was basically Steph. It was, it was all Steph. Clay, Clay didn't do much. Clay's been getting a lot of flack this series. I wouldn't... I don't think it's necessarily him. He, I mean, he hasn't been lights out or anything special, but there's then again, there's only one ball, and Steph is controlling the offense. The offense goes through Steph, and there's all kinds of playmakers. You got Wiggins. We'll get to him in a moment. Jordan Poole. I mean, you got a lot of different scoring options. But yeah, I mean, Clay made some Clay made some big shots last night. Steph was over. It was his first game in like 230 something games where he hadn't hit a three. When's the last time you knew of uh, Steph Curry not making a three in a game? I couldn't tell you. I can't remember. Exactly. This is Graham Powell, by the way, your host, along with co-host Bradley Brown, who just told you he couldn't tell you, and I couldn't either, other than it being 230-some-odd games ago. But, yeah, uh, Steph was 0 for 7 from three-point range. Now, that had a lot to do with the the way the Celtics were guarding him. Excuse me. They basically put two out, you know, put one out just in his face and then would help, you know, the closer Steph got to the perimeter in the lane. 
And Steph, Steph still found ways to make plays, but the Celtics made it clear we're not going to let Steph, Steph beat us tonight because Steph beat them in game four. Steph's the reason this is a series still. Well, now it's tilted in Golden State's favor. But that's the thing about the Warriors. One, they got a championship pedigree, but two, and here's one. I heard Jeff, Gun- Jeff Van Gundy say this in game four because it was. It was all Steph. And which Draymond has been just a complete non-factor. He played he played well last night for what he does. He he did play well last night, but the two games before that, Draymond was a non-factor. He was almost better off the floor. There's a reason. Well, he was. There's a re- reason Kerr took him out in the fourth quarter of Game Four. You heard about that, didn't you? I know yeah. you said you didn't watch much, but yeah, he yeah, had more. That. He had more fouls than he had meaningful stats. He did. He had, he had six fouls and had no points, rebounds, assists, or steals over that total. So there you go. That was his. That was his contribution. So basically, Draymond was trash for two games, but played well last night. I mean, he 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 made plays last night and looked more looked like Draymond Green. Thing is, that his own mom even said something about he she couldn't recognize the person that was on the floor. It was a clone. I think that's what she said. Could be a clone. So. Possibly. A lot of people have kind of given him flack on, it, like, is he spending too much time podcasting and all that? And I'm like, well, he was still podcasting but in the other games, you know, prior to this series. But then again, Boston is going to, I mean, Boston's the best team they've faced to this point, essentially. So I, I wouldn't chalk it up to that. I think that's an easy cop-out. Um. Like like Draymond's podcast is on the Colin Cowherd, uh, you know, podcast network, the volume. And of course you and I, I like I like Cowherd's podcast, so I listen to it. And of course Cowherd is just immediately quick to defend that. Like they're like, no, that's not the case, because you know, he knows Draymond's making him rich. Of course he's gonna say that. Yeah. But yeah, because yeah. But Draymond did play well last night, had a very Draymond game, and he even now he was still very Draymond at times, especially toward the end of the game, when there was it wasn't even a dust up. It looked worse than it was. Um, I don't want to say dust up because of what Jack Del Rio uh, said about the you know J- the January sixth ordeal, but because that's apparently what he said. We're not going to get into that. Yeah, don't do it. <laughs> yeah, we're, I'm not touching that. But he. Yeah, t- there was like a timeout called or something, and, and Tatum had the ball, or it was going to be the Warriors' ball, and Draymond was wanting the ball, and Tatum wouldn't give it to him. And I'm sure Draymond was being Draymond, so Tatum still didn't want to give it to him. And it looked worse than it was. It looked like Draymond was just kind of inciting something, but then watching it back, I was like, hey, he didn't really do anything. He just stayed there and was like, kind of just like, hey, let me get the ball. And it, was, it wasn't anything. I don't know what else was said, but that's what it looked like. So it really didn't look bad. But I, it helped to me that Draymond was, he played, you know, he just played the game for the most part rather than do what he did in, you know, game two, which basically just turned into heel wrestler, you know, was, uh, on the, was on the ground with somebody every, every other play and was committing 34 fouls on one possession, but wouldn't get called for them. And just stuff like he he cut he cut out the antics for the most part. Like I said, he still did some Draymond stuff like that thing there. 
but I mean, compared to game two, it was night and day. It's much. I don't know why Draymond just can't play. You know, hey, why does he have to just turn into that character, turn into the heel wrestler? Because it it, it doesn't always. I understand that it's gives the team a bit of a boost, some juice at times. He's kind of the heartbeat of that team to an extent. You know, it's Steph. Steph is the heart and soul of that team. But Draymond is that is the attitude. But that attitude has come back to bite him at times. And had they been in Boston and Draymond now, I don't think Draymond would have acted like that in Boston in game if game two was in Boston. But but it, it I mean it did work out in their favor that game, but I don't know. He 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 played very poorly the next two games. But he, he came back last night. But the story has been Andrew Wiggins the last two games. Uh Wiggins, I think, had six seventeen and sixteen, seventeen point sixteen boards in game four, and last night just lit it up. And then had the exclamation point with the drive and dunk at the end of the game. If Steph didn't have such a monster game saving or series saving game four, I, I would say Wiggins is the MVP of the of the series at this point. But it, it, I mean, he 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 threw his name in the hat too. But the the Wiggins story is very intriguing to me. Like that, every time I see him, and I'm I'm happy for him. You know, I, I like I said, I don't have a dog in the fight. I don't really care who wins. But the story, I'm paying attention to the stories and the the kind of the more interesting stories are on the Warriors side. And the most interesting, the two most interesting ones are Clay and Wiggins. But Wiggins really sticks out to me. The number one overall, you know, number one overall pick in whatever year it was, 13, I believe it was, 2013 or 14. No, 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 no. I think it was 14. Yeah, because the Heat won it in 12 and 13 and lost it in 14. So it was 14. And yeah, Wiggins was the number one overall pick going to Cleveland. And of course, LeBron, this is when LeBron's coming back. I mean, it's like right as it's happening. And so he's, we're thinking, oh, you know, LeBron's going to play with Kyrie and Wiggins. No, LeBron steps into the GM role and ships off Wiggins for Kevin Love, which I didn't, li- I didn't like the move then. I didn't even like it then. But I understood it. Yeah. I, I understood why they were like, no, we need we're in win now. We're in win now mode. And this was before everybody like really saw the Warriors coming like they yeah. did. No nobody saw the super team that they would become. Nope. I, I understood the win now move. I didn't like it, but because that was a lot to give up for Kevin Love, man. I mean, I know he padded stats in Minnesota. But he's but, coming off an injury and all kinds of yeah, I didn't like it at the time either. I just didn't think he was worth what all they were giving no. up for him. Well, no. he what he wasn't. But and I just like I really liked Wiggins. I really thought this guy could be a player. And and he and he has become that player. I mean, he's he's he went to the perfect spot. I mean, he went to the best organization in basketball, a place where he doesn't have to be the guy. He doesn't have that that alpha, like, uh, not saying he's, you know, doesn't have that kind of game or anything. He doesn't have that alpha type of personality where he wants, he, 
He craves the ball all the time. He wants all the attention. He makes plays when the opportunity is there. And he lit it up last night. He he had his best game, the signature game of his career last night and played very well in game four. But I remember one thing in particular when he got traded to Minnesota for Kevin Love in that big ordeal. And I remember him saying, he had a quote saying, it's not meant for me. Like it wasn't meant for me. And I thought, and I thought of him as Cleveland ended up winning it in 2016. Like, man, well, I wonder how he's feeling about this, you know. That did cross my mind. I think it's very cool that Wiggins is about to get hits, you know, and he's shining in this moment. He's not just on the roster. Yeah. You know, he is a major, if not the biggest or co-biggest contributor to the Warriors probably winning the series. I think last night won the series. I, I've going ahead and I mean I've said I said Warriors in six and I stick to that. So I've obviously got them winning and winning in Boston. But yeah, Wiggins Wiggins to me is the biggest story because he's getting his. Like it, it wasn't meant for him then, but it's meant it's clearly meant for him now. So like the stars are aligning for this dude. He's a good dude. If you listen to his interviews and all that, he's he's very you know a good interview, very chill kind of dude. And they're and I don't know. It's, it's just uh you can't help but be happy for him in a sense if you're just you know a neutral unless you're just a die diehard Celtics fan. But I think it's very cool for Wiggins. Uh, the Clay stories, you know, it's up there too. Just considering you hear just all the talk. He's, it's been 900 something days since he played and and he was just now figuring out or just now basically running this time a year ago like just running to get back into it and he hasn't been the clay of old but i mean i don't think he'll i don't know that he'll ever be that again but he's it's not like he's playing poorly you know he's He's catching and shooting when he's getting the opportunity and he's made some big shots. So I don't really, I don't understand why people are kind of saying, well, where are these other, where's clay at and all that. It's like, there's only one ball out there. You know, it's like when the Heatles played, it's why isn't Chris Bosh doing what he did in Toronto? Well, cause he's got LeBron and D Wade and there's only one basketball. There's only so many touches you're going to get. The Heatles. Oh. Yeah. The Heatles. So if it's, I know you haven't. So we'll we'll say this: uh, the Celtics have a shot. Game? Do they have a shot in the series, or is it over? I think it's over. I think I think Warriors win next game. I think they close it out in Boston. I think the series is over. I mean, I'd say they have a shot, but yeah, it's probably over. <laughs> well, but this has been Boston. Before. I've been wrong the whole this whole series. So, well, they've if I had the Warriors are going to win. The Celtics are going to win Game Six. So, well, they've had they've played about seventeen Game Sevens. It seems like just this postseason. That's obviously not a real number, but that's kind of they. It feels like they're they live in Game Seven, but it's you know Game Six coming up. Yeah, I don't think it's going to make it to Game Seven. I don't think it will. I think the, I think, I think it was like the start of the game, the start of game five. I think the Warriors smelled blood. Uh, and by that, I mean, they, 
you know, they just could sense Boston just came out uh, timid. You know, they just came out kind of timid. Like the moment was a bit too big for them. Like they knew, like they knew that they blew it, you know, in game four or blew their opportunity to really take control of the series. Could have gone up 3-1. And yeah, Steph just willed them to win. And the Warriors jumped on that. I mean, just jumped on them. Jumped on them early. Boston stormed back in the second half, took the lead in the third quarter. I couldn't believe how quickly they took a third they took the lead in the third quarter. But, you know, then then the Warriors played like champions. Jeff Van Gundy said something. I can't I think it was game four. And I I, I love Jeff Van Gundy. He says a lot of great stuff, you know, but he he said something about it's amazing how Steph is willing them to like a win with or to this win or willing that keeping them in this game with the Warriors lack of offensive uh, options or something like that. I'm like, and, and that's been kind of repeated by others as the series has progressed. I'm like, so what's Clay? What's Jordan Poole? What's Wiggins? You know, I mean, that's those are some pretty good offensive options to me. I mean, the, the Celtics have some too, but they, you know, they haven't been hitting. And Jalen Brown, gosh, he he played the worst game I've ever seen him play last night. And it wasn't just that his shot wasn't falling. He, I mean, he just had he was just bad turnovers, just turnover after turnover, and bad turnovers too. I just, I. I I was almost to the point of thinking, get him out of the game. Like he's just I'm killing you. And why would I, you know, when else would I say that about Jalen Brown? You know, he's a he's a heck of a player. But no, he he killed him last night, man. He was he did peep. That was the worst game I've ever seen him play. But then I think uh, you know, then going over to Tatum, Tatum's gotten a lot of flack. Tatum to me has been like a quarterback. He'll He'll get a lot of credit when they're successful. Now, granted, he has a lot to do with that, but he's he gets a lot of the blame when they lose, when things don't go well. And a lot now he took some bad shots last night, but a lot of it was his. I mean, his his shot just wasn't falling. But that's Tatum. It's just he. I don't know. He he's on one night and then he's off. I mean, he still found ways to get buckets, and you know, distribute, but. Yeah, I, I I think Tatum's gotten a little too much of the blame. I think he's been kind of anointed a superstar a little too early. I think he's 24 or something, or going to be 24. But it's, I, I mean, the guy's going to be a star, you know, if he's not already, you know. But, yeah, I, I just, I, I don't see the Celtics getting it done in game six. And if they and if and if it somehow gets to game seven, I don't see them being able to to beat them in San Francisco, beat the Warriors in San Francisco. So we both so it sounds like we both got the Warriors winning it next game. Correct. Right on. So finals MVP. I mean, is it gonna it's gonna be Steph, right? Is it gonna be Steph no matter what happens <clears throat> unless Wiggins goes off or it's basically gonna be Wiggins or Steph. Yeah, and unless Steph somehow scores 30 points over the next two games somehow or over the next, you know, 
or 15 points in the next game. Hell, I don't know. Yeah, it, they would have to have an off night and for them to stretch it to a game seven and have another off night, but Wiggins pull through, and that would be about the way Wiggins would get the MVP. Well, Wiggins has been the story for me, but everybody's well aware Steph hasn't gotten his finals MVP yet, but he was the, he was the MVP up until last night. You know, he, but like I said, the, he, yeah, he didn't shoot well, but the Celtics had a lot to do with that too. How many points did he finish with? Uh, he was in double digits. I mean, it was like 13 or 16 or something. He still got to the line. He'd still hit some floaters in the lane. He still made shots. He just, but he he missed uh he was zero for seven from three yeah he missed some that were wide open too I mean Dang. they weren't all contested but I mean that's basketball you know even the greatest shooter in the world's gonna have an off night sometimes they just ain't gonna fall yeah and it and that was the case last night but Wiggins did everything right last night I mean he he that was the best game he ever played and obviously the the uh, exclamation point at the end, but Wiggins, man, he's just uh, and he and he did that over Luca in the Dallas series too, which fortunately did not get called a charge. <laughs> now, the the officiating, there were mistakes made on each end. Uh, there, Warriors benefited from a lot of calls last night, but it wasn't as egregious as like Game Two was, where everything was getting called in the Warriors' favor especially when there just wasn't anything there. But it, there there were a few of those moments last night, but for the most part it was a it, it, that wasn't the reason you know the Celtics lost. They they just came out flat at the start and and couldn't keep it together, you know, had the huge third quarter but just couldn't keep it together. But yeah, and and Jalen Brown like I said, Jalen Brown could go off for Let's think he can go off for 35 one night, but uh, that I I never seen him play that poorly as poorly as he did last night. So, game six, Warriors. We're gonna throw out a score. Or is it even like a something you bother with in basketball, at least in professional basketball? We'll we'll say margin. We'll go by margin. I think I think Warriors will win. I'm going to give them Warriors by eight. By eight, I'll say by three. I think it. I mean, I think it'll be a close game, but then you know, Warriors will do enough and then get fouled, and you know, just yeah. do what they do, get to the line, hit shots, that kind of thing. So, yeah. Warriors and Warriors and six over here, y'all. I did call that, so I've called the last two Celtic series. Assuming it happens, you know, I mean, we're yeah. we're just we're just basically giving it to the Warriors. But a lot a lot of people seem to think this is. I will say this: a lot of people seem to think this is like a an upset of some kind to an extent, which I didn't understand. You can see it at times when you see Boston play how talented they can be or are and can be. But then they have those nights where it just, they're not the same team. Um, And I I will say this, Marcus Smart needs to keep his composure in game six. Like I I know 
he was right to be upset when he was when he got the tee. But it, it you got to hold it together, man. You can't get teed up, not in that moment. Now, I, I it didn't decide it, but it didn't help him out either. Yeah. <clears throat> so, yeah, I'm gonna say Warriors by eight. Steph gets his Finals MVP and fourth ring. Oh, I did. I did have this in mind. You think how how many more of these do you think the Warriors have in them? Championships that is. Is this kind of their this, this to an extent kind of feels like their last run? Yeah, I mean, I don't know. They might have one more left in them, but with this with this group, like I'm talking about with Clay and Draymond. I mean the band. You know, it, you yeah, know what the band is. Uh, yeah, it's it. With the BGs, you know, uh, Steph, Clay, Draymond. I mean, like this. That's the band. Maybe one, one, one more. Yeah, they they very well could. They very well could win another. But this kind of this almost feels like it's it for me, or like it's it. Like this is kind of the last ride type ride type of thing. That's what it feels like. You know, Boston could come back stronger. Uh, the Heat could come back healthy. You know, somebody else in the West uh, will, will make a move. The Lakers can't be worse than they were. Um, I hope not, yeah. Yeah. I'm, or I would hope not, yeah. Yes, yeah, so we'll come back around to this. We'll, we'll end on the Anthony Davis thing, not picking up the bat, not shooting a basketball since April. But, Dude. yeah, you don't, you just don't say it. Like I said, we'll come back to that. But my question was, I don't see how I lost over this, but <laughs> I mean, I got it written down right here. But yeah, I, I this kind of feels like it's it for me or for them as far as a, another title run. But I mean, yeah, they could get another one in them. But the question was, uh, will the Golden State front office ever break up the band? The band being Steph, Clay, and Draymond. They're always going to have pieces around, you know, interchangeable pieces around. But you, do you think the front office will ever, you know, break that crew up? I compared it to, because this is the best front office in basketball, hands down. Oh, yeah. It's a it's a very smart front office. They draft well. They develop. I mean, I mean, all these players they gotten outside of you know Kevin Durant, they've drafted and developed. Jordan and and Wiggins. You know, everybody thought Wiggins was done. You know that he just he's just a bust. And then Golden State picks him up. He just needed to be in the right system. You know he and he's a perfect fit for that system. So I mean, the, the Warriors get peak key pieces draft well develop well i think that they'll i think that they're going to run these three for as long as they possibly can and just continue to surround them with whatever pieces are necessary like when they drafted steph they knew what he was they knew he wasn't going to be a great defender so what do they do they just surround him with some players that that players that can defend, players that can shoot, and players that can defend. Clay, great shooter, elite defender when he's healthy. Even now, he's not defending poorly, but you, Clay was a is a fantastic elite 
elite defending guard when healthy. So surround him with a shooter that can defend and then go get Draymond who can defend and do everything else. So, I mean, the, the Warriors front office is just, it amazes me how smart they are and how smart the moves they've made. And I think they've probably learned from uh, Jerry Krause's dismantling of the Bulls, of the 90s Bulls, you know, those that dynasty, which was essentially two dynasties. Uh, Jerry Krause broke up the band uh, right right after the their third three-peat. You know, and, and MJ on the last sense saying, we wanted to run it back. I didn't want to retire. Now, he wanted to run it back with the crew he had. But Kraus wanted to break it up before the sixth one. You know, he wanted to ship Scotty off. You don't do that. You don't, you don't do that. You roll with what got you there and what, what got you successful. Now, credit Kraus for, you know, drafting Scotty Pippen and all that stuff and putting those teams together. But... And, and the, you know, the other moves he made, but he broke up that band way too early. And that's what sent Jordan off into the sunset earlier than he, even he wanted to, you know, he wanted to run it back. He's basically like, let them beat us, you know, like let somebody beat us before you break us up. Like it's one, it's one thing to break up the band when you lose like, okay, all right, we can make some moves. But when you've won your sixth championship third in a row, you stick with that. You stick, even though Utah was really the fa- you know, was the, was the favorite, and a lot of people thought they'd win it. Not me. Me being a kid, I was like, Michael Jordan's got this, and he did. But I've gone back and I've watched Game Six of that too, and I'm like, wow, I don't know how Jordan did that. I mean, Pippen was limping around out there like an old man. You know, he had his back was just killing him. Uh, you know, Rodman was being Rodman, but. It was basically Jordan, you know, as far as the scoring option. And I think they even said, like, Pippen wouldn't have played Game 7 had it gone to Game 7. So, so advantage Utah. And Utah even had home court advantage, I believe. Yeah. Yeah, so. Yeah, that would have that been a soul-crushing childhood for me. You know, seeing Jordan lose a finals. But Jordan just made sure it never got to Game 7. <laughs> smart on his part that's the, that's the goat for you though man but i think i think golden state will keep this i think the front office will keep the band together for as long as they possibly can until clay just is like i, I just can't play anymore my body can't handle it you know or, or draymond has a season like he did the previous <laughs> previous two games uh, minus last night, Draymond played well last night, but games three and four, he stunk. I mean, there's just no, there's no polite way to put it. And yeah, I mean, Steve, Steve Kerr benched him. Steve Kerr benched him. His future hall of fame player benched him knowing Draymond is going to be Draymond and probably set, you know, let everybody know about it, especially on his podcast. I, I've not listened to his podcast, but I haven't either, <clears throat> but it's very popular, but this is the podcast, y'all. This is the podcast to be listening to, Shoe Booty Sports. But I think that I think Golden State will keep these three together for as long as they can and surround the pieces necessary to keep them successful for as long as they can. 
it's uh and i you know i think kerr will do kerr will do everything he can to you know put them in the best position possible that he can as well so i mean you know he does he does right by steph you know giving him his his ample rest during games and through you know throughout and has managed clay well I I think they're in good shape. I think they could win another, but this kind of does feel like it's it. It feels like it to me. And if it is it, man, and they, you know, they win another one, it's a heck of a ride, man. Four four rings can't the it's a heck of a hell of a legacy that they they've built and a foundation they've laid. So shout out to them. And this will conclude part one of shoe booty sports uh, again quick plug for our sponsor rhino races our very proud sponsor uh, rhino races is the premier virtual race series y'all it is it a uh, virtual race series that offers a 5k a 10k a half marathon a marathon the rhino ultra uh, you can go go online go to their website rhinoraces.com register today and sign up for your race run at your convenience track your run with your fitness app submit your results that easy y'all but this will conclude part one. We'll be right back with part two, y'all. Stay tuned.